0: This is an alternate reality podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the No Reality Podcast. This is a podcast for all things gaming, all things nerdy, basically all things awesome. I'm Chewbacca84, and it's a pleasure to be back with you all. Joining me this week, uh, running solo as part of the co-hosting crew, is da Hooch. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Doing pretty good. Yeah, this so we're...
0: If, it's, if you're normally used to hearing us on audio this is our first time we're doing it in video in a very long time so there is an opportunity for you to see that if you want to up on the YouTube at uh, Alternate Reality uh, there'll be an extended version up on the Patreon site at a uh, patreon.com forward slash pod. and make sure if you want to see the announcements of when we're doing this to go to the Discord discord.me forward slash anr no Hebrew this week What's what's your what do you think he's actually doing?
1: uh crying in his tissue uh because i had something that was i was correct on last week and that he was wrong on so uh we're not so gonna go talk and- about it because i still haven't seen Loki. It. yeah exactly mm. can't talk about it uh, yeah well, isn't that part for the course i can say something that i just can't talk about it
0: yeah the the it's called the Hoots uh ninja humblebrag they're basically you're humble bragging about things that we don't even know if they actually exist or not. That's, what, that's what's really
1: happening. That's the best part about it. You don't know whether I'm lying because I can't tell. There you go.
0: That's true. That's true. I need to wait until it actually comes out. Uh, what do I think he's doing? I think he is eating uh, gas station sushi
1: off of the navel of an inflatable doll that looks like Adele. Mm. But see, it's not just that it looks like Adele. It has to sing like Adele. I guess if oh, you really? poke it, it makes that sound, right? So then that's singing like Adele.
0: Wow, I mean, poke it, poke it where? But I don't Will think I actually poke- want the answer to that question. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Is it no, like
1: no. one of those kids' toys that you like squeeze the
0: the yeah. uh, goes, palm of the hand? Or yeah, mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it just says, "Never mind, I'll find you." As he climaxes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we're doing this on Twitch too. I have to be really careful about some of the jokes that I normally make because, oh. like, it's uh, there's so much stuff that, like, since I last streamed, that you mm-hmm. can't do now, right? And it's not like I'm being. I don't think offensive but maybe yeah.
1: <laughs> I think nowadays everything is offensive yeah but just yeah I don't know man I don't know get a sense of humor people right, everything can be turned into something offensive there, somebody could take an offense to it That's there you go that's what I want but that's
0: like my actual superpower is that anything can be turned into an innuendo as well so oh, yeah it, you know when both of those things exist in the same world uh there's going to be you know give me some blowback. So look, Good we're average. basically not really doing nerdy news this week at all uh cuz E3 was this week. So I want to say that's like what a massive E3 and the announcements were massive, you know. It was it was pretty
1: average hooch. Oh dude, average is an understatement. It was lackluster. There's like Yeah. no Sony, no EA outside of like, you know, announcements attached to things like Microsoft, like Battlefield or whatever, right? Mm. But Outside of that, not a whole lot. And because there was no competition, Microsoft didn't feel like they had to roll out anything super special. See, the funny thing is, though, like you
0: say that Microsoft didn't really do much special. I mean, uh, they didn't really have to, number one, because they're dominating. But number two, they still, like, pr- I-, I think won the event. Um, oh, yeah. It does help when you own half the gaming world, <laughs> right? That's, that's because. True. If you throw <laughs> enough darts, you're eventually going to hit the board, right? And they threw mm. more darts than anyone at this E3. And oh, they own the darts. They own Well, they own the darts, they own the <laughs> they, board, yeah, they own yeah. the truck that brought the darts and the board in, they own everything. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they own the bar in which we're playing the darts in, so yeah. Mm. Isn't it funny when you look at two companies who are so monstrous, like the success rate differences, like you've got Microsoft and then Amazon, especially if you look in the lens of gaming, like you have Microsoft who... Like realistically, have turned it around on a dime. Like I, I yeah. know we talk about this a lot, but if you really analyze the last eighteen months of where Sony was, where Nintendo was, versus now where um, Microsoft is, yeah, it's it's unbelievable that they haven't just like eked into the top by a small margin. They mm-hmm. are destroying Sony.
1: Whoever at Microsoft came up with the idea of like Game Pass and then dumping everything into Game Pass uh, needs to get all the monies and they need a raise yeah. and on the whole nine yards because that was the kicker, right? The Bethesda acquisition was one thing, but if you can't marry all of that into an ecosystem that gives more exposure to all sorts of players, like we're in a situation now where you pay, was it 15 bucks a month or whatever? Yeah. And you have access to everything on... Any console that Microsoft has. And now they're going into cloud streaming, which then includes mobile? This is See, crazy. That's the bananas
0: thing, man, is that if you have a world where Game Pass, like realistically, it is it is Netflix, it is Disney Plus, it is HBO Max, is that do you own a device with a screen? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have our full suite of everything. Like yeah. everyone has tried to do this. And I have serious doubts that like, I don't think Microsoft has technology that everyone else doesn't. Do you know what I mean? There has to be limitations on what this stuff can do. But if it works, seventy percent of what they're saying—that's still one hundred and fifty percent better than Stadia, number one. Yeah, yeah. Um. But dude, it's 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 everything. Like, it's going to bring in so many gamers into our world that you know I, I love it the most because like there are people who out there you have to because of your financial situation. Like next year, which is going to be the most saturated year in gaming history. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, For your budget, you're going to have to pick and choose which games you play. I love the fact that those people may not have to make that choice in a year's time. Do you know what I mean? It's just like I can be there on my screen connected to the internet and I can play all the games. Right. Yeah. I'm so excited by that. Like the accessibility and bringing more gamers into our world. And then we need to talk to our fellow colleagues about, you know, getting off their whole well, we're the og gamers you know they can't be hipsters can't be the hipsters of gaming it's hey, a I'm really a exciting time of gaming
1: what are you talking about no, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a geezer of gaming not a hipster an old geyser uh, old geezer. yeah yep. exactly
0: so yeah man i mean that looks incredible it's being able to play all the game pass stuff on uh tv through it looks like at the start it'll be like a glue, a google
1: what do they call that thing
0: Little plug-in. The,
1: the, oh, the... Uh, Chromecast. The, 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 the Chromecast, thank you, yeah.
0: Yeah, Chromecast, yeah. Apple TV type thing, but then the fact they're going to incorporate it into new televisions. New, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what the ultimate FU would be? Is if they can mm. get it onto the Bravia. Sony's Yeah, yeah. Get onto the Sony Bravias. <laughs> if you can get it onto Bravia. If I can get well, onto the, the Bravia, it's sitting above this screen,
1: dude. Hang on a second. Don't the Sonys use Android as their operating system? They sure do. So... All you have to really do is have it as part of this the the, the Google eco. If it's on the right? app store, you're good to go. You could yeah, exactly. Oh man, that's the ultimate yeah. That yep. is the ultimate middle finger. Yeah. I mean, I, I
0: wish <laughs> that people leaned into that more too, because like I wish there was more controller support for Android games. Cause then I could literally just play on this TV uh anything that's mobile, you know. And you the more that we playing? see that, man, and yeah. not having to rely on uh emulators, yeah. Perfect. Play some
1: MHA on your big screen TV?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. That'll be really good. All right. Let's go through some of the news of the last week. Uh, let's start with one that you'll be excited about. So, uh, Outriders is finally addressing uh, the legendary loot drops.
1: Finally. Although, like, okay, did, I told you I got all four characters to level 30, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So all four are at thirty, but they're at varying levels of um, CT, right? So mm-hmm. I I didn't do the expeditions to get into all the fifteen, simply because here's the thing: none of, not all of them are capable of getting to that without like serious gear drops that you need. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the closest I got was the uh, Technomancer with I think thirteen or fourteen something thirteen. Yeah, um, the rest of them were like I think twelve or thirteen was the Devastator but the pyro and the trickster are much lower but as far as the whole issue with the you know what they're doing with outriders is increasing the drop rates of legendaries by 100 that's Mm -hmm. great but they weren't dropping that often to begin with (laughs) so hopefully we'll see it um uh, the 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 interesting part is that no duplicates or they will attempt to not
0: Give you yeah you're be, gonna be very clear with that because it's not no duplicates yeah. it's a second chance draw so basically yeah. it's gonna roll your legendary at a much higher rate and if it detects that you already own that item it's gonna roll a second time and they give you a chance of getting something you don't have or they did say like different variants as well so you might get yeah. the same item but with a different stat distribution which is also
1: good so that's, yeah i was gonna say that's pretty good because that could definitely increase the opportunity to get the perfect roll
0: Mm. see it's quite funny because people really dump on like outriders for having the legendary drop rate that it does but when you get to Mm -hmm. ct15 it's actually not that bad um but the thing is like the games that people compare it to is where it's like raining loot so much um but those games have progressive end game and you know uh external support in the post-launch this game is not supposed to but it still kind of is and yeah i don't really know where it's going but uh yeah well, see, well they guess. haven't
1: announced they haven't announced anything as far as like extending the the story or the gameplay anything, right? It's just they've been no. It's literally just
0: patches. Like, I mean, yeah. the language is interesting in the sense that everything looks like they're gearing up to do post game support. But I think yeah. what's really happening is they want to keep the community engaged, and then they'll probably use the same engine. They'll do Outriders two probably, let's say twenty twenty two. Uh, just come in real hot real quick and then say this has got everything you asked for and now it's a games as a service i think that's the way it's going to go
1: i mean it's we've already talked about like how much you it doesn't make sense that it wasn't games as a service when it came out because there's so much like it it is better at what it does than avengers was
0: (laughs) everything is better at avengers than (laughs) what avengers was even the Um, drops are better yeah since we're on there let's talk about so yesterday i think it was we had the trailer drop for the wakanda patch yep
1: what'd you think uh the trailer looked amazing uh of course you know anytime we go back to wakanda i'm good to go uh i'd love seeing all that but still nothing gameplay it was all a story yeah and also what the hell's with the super tall claw
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know uh, it's like um vibranium uh roids that apparently if you yeah. take enough of it you just go like all super saiyan whatever the equivalent of that is in the marvel universe um, i will say that the i'm sure like the original campaign was that the story for this is going to mm-hmm. be dope like i'm sure it's going to oh, be good yeah
1: that, that's but, the one thing they've been able to do good is story.
0: Yeah, but the second that's finished, like with the overhaul, I had to laugh because the main one of the main criticisms we've had is that every new zone, every new area that we've gone to, it's the same goddamn enemies over and over and over. And I was liking where it was going in the trailer. And then they had one of the aimbots crawl in <laughs> on the trailer. I'm like, even this trailer has to have the same recycled enemies? What the fuck yeah. is this?
1: Yes, they only have those aim uh, enemies. That's it. That's all they have.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it needs so much. This, this patch basically is the last chance for this game. Like, they have to knock this out of the park. Everything needs to change at the same time. You can't just add one story and then you know his costumes do look fantastic like i will say yeah. the suit from that trailer was amazing and i kind of mm-hmm. want it in the mcu now
1: well yeah uh, yeah absolutely mm. they have been doing a, a some of their costumes look really good like something mm. like but then others you're just like it's just a half-assed effort but mm. this one does look really good it's, it's like they're putting so much on this expansion pack this DLC because the story needs to be great the character needs to be great the you know the environments everything need to look fantastic because they're usually just so bland and but they're still not addressing the main thing, which is what do I do once I finish this campaign? Yeah, this story? the game sucks. Yeah, yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> That's the <some Yeah>. problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could watch
0: cinematics. I, I could go and watch like DC animated films or Marvel animated films if I wanted to see that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So look, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Uh, we can only hope that it'll be a little bit better, but who knows?
1: Battlefield 2042, where'd you fall on this? Uh, I am so super jaded with Battlefield you know, 12, 13 years of EA and having Battlefield shoved down my throat with one of the last things I worked on being Battlefield Hardline, which let's, let's face it, was just a DLC of Battlefield uh, at the time. Yeah. So anytime a new Battlefield announcement comes out, I kind of look at it and go, eh. Uh, I will say though that the idea of them having 128 players on the map at one time Mm-hmm. Is going to be something that like I- I'll check it out and see what it's like, but for the most part, uh, uh, it'll it'll have to wait until like the EA Play Pro that that'll be the only reason why I check it out. I'm not buying it. I'm not spending any money on it outside of my EA Play Pro subscription.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I used to enjoy Battlefield. I think Five was the last one that I kind of got into a bit, mm-hmm. but. It's kind of been missing something. Like I think a lot of the other sort of shooters of that caliber, they've got like a little bit of a soul or some sort of a little hook that makes them a little bit more interesting. Like Battlefield was all about the vehicles. Yeah. And, you know, that was obviously really, really cool. But they sort of upped the skill requirement to really yep. pilot a lot of the vehicles. And Correct. here's my argument. 128 people is a lot of people, right? <laughs> if you're going to run anywhere near a vehicle and there's 64 <laughs> other guys in the other team... I would say, let's say ten percent of them had a rocket launcher. Yeah, you, like vehicles. I cannot see them going well with yeah. that much uh, people out there with anti anti tank, anti aircraft yeah. weaponry,
1: dude. Yeah. So what's going to have to happen is a balance of obviously where, you know, part of the problem that you had with the earlier battlefield games was that the the vehicle play was entirely too strong. Mm-hmm. So then they tried to flip that, but then the the um, the, the 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 foot soldier, whatever the um, that became too strong because you had way too many options to deal with yeah. vehicles. So you have to have that balance because otherwise, what's the point of having the vehicles? Mm. I will say, like the
0: game that I found the most enjoyable as a battlefield-style game was Star Wars Battlefront Two.
1: Battlefront Two was good, yeah,
0: because it did yeah. all of those things, and you had lightsabers and stuff. Do you know what I mean? You had like the hero characters, you had like all this insane stuff happening. Um, and that game like by the, by the end of its cycle now is in really, really good shape. And yeah. like the sounds, the graphics, everything about that is so much more immersive in that sort of Star Wars vibe than it is a hook. Yeah. So I, I do love that 2042 the time frame though because I will say like a lot of the more sort of World War one-ish you know yeah. Vietnamese style ones, I think they're kind of played out now. So you know we'll see what they do with the weaponry. Um, need to see some more gameplay because if there was a theme at E3, it was let's show the most specced up uh, trailer that we can, that yes. shows absolutely no gameplay no. whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. 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 And when what the, that tells the, me is that studios do not have games ready for at least the next six months.
1: Uh, yeah. No, if you're, if you're doing just trailer work, you're doing like, you know, sizzle kind of stuff. You're just trying to generate buzz. It's if you don't have anything to show, that just means that you're not at a point where um, you're ready to, to share this with the world. And mm-hmm. So you're hoping that just the video itself will get, that, get people excited and get them ready to go to talk mm. about the game. Um, that, that being said, it's, it is entirely possible that uh, trying to get something together for E3 to be able to present to people is a long, arduous process. Because what you're doing is you're, taking a, you're not actually showing the entire game. You're taking a slice of the game. And then you're putting it in a package that can be delivered or shown to people. Normally when it's in a convention, it's on a convention floor, it's a demo or something, unless it's a driven demo by somebody who's on the dev team or somebody who's trained to play it. If you're letting people experience it, you have to trim down what it is. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole section of your team that has to be dedicated to just creating that demo. So I think that's part of the reason why we saw such a smaller footprint of E3 this year. There just hasn't been the time to do it.
0: So because this is where I'm at, there's there's two things that I've been wondering is number one, like obviously the pandemic seems to have pushed a lot of the dev cycle back, like a lot of games Mm -hmm. that we expected in, you know, a post-corona world, I guess that hasn't come yet. I guess we all kind of figured that we'd be at that point now, but I mean, you guys are starting to open up, like you guys are going pretty well there, but rest of world, man, like Europe's getting worse. Our numbers here are going up and we're like 70% vaccinated here. So like the new strains are doing some weird stuff. Um Anyway, let's not do a Corona uh, deep dive. But (laughs) I have a feeling that it's not just that. I think that there is massive risk aversion now because of CD Projekt Red. I think that Cyberpunk 2077 has showed that if you do not make your first impression the best possible, that in such a saturated competitive market now, you are screwed, right? And, you know, especially if you launch that way, gamers won't forgive you now i think we really started to turn this year as gamers instead of studios you keep doing this shit we're done
1: yeah that, that that could definitely factor into it but also there's a lot of gaming studios and teams that follow the you know hey this won't happen to us kind of thing we're smarter than that yeah so they yeah and that's the the
0: ea approach
1: yeah yeah exactly and so as a result They may see what CD Projekt Red did and be like, eh, that won't happen to us. We'll be fine. They'll understand that our intent is this. And it never works. It just blows up in their face. Yeah.
0: Look, I mean, who knows, man? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, there's definitely a couple titles that are slated for this year that I'm like, I don't think that's ready. But we'll see. Um, One of which, I'm jumping in the notes, I know. But this is the one that comes to mind (laughs) when I think of this. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo a game that's mm-hmm. been delayed three or four times like it was it was, I think three months from release before it was its first delay so it should have been close to finish last year um, wasn't even at E3 no nah, no word of and it and there's a few games in that category that are like you know they've got release windows this year for that one it's October mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be PS5 exclusive so it's supposed to be next gen mm-hmm. I do not know uh, if that game is on the right track so there's a lot of that getting around um let's approach this a little bit differently you and i have a list of games here on the show notes of obviously things that they announced at e3 let me flip it though what are you looking forward to what actually got you excited uh at the at e3's trailers
1: uh so a couple of things obviously anything back for blood related i'm I'm all in on i i I really i love the first uh you know left for dead that was a lot of fun yeah and having a game coming from the same team I'm really interested to see what they're doing. The the alphas that I was involved in were a lot of fun uh, as far as like going back out there and getting to shoot zombies again. But then you have the card mechanic, which like seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to do any PvP. So I'm, I'm really curious how that is. But it's, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, one that came out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting, uh, Metroid Dread. Like mm. Let's go back to side-scrolling Metroid, baby. Uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I really like this game Shadow Complex. You know, that mm-hmm. and games like uh, Mark, of the, Mark of the Ninja. like Those kind of games, like that side-scrolling, platforming, adventure kind of stuff. I'm really enjoying those more lately. So I really want to go back and, and get into the roots of what Metroid was. Um, uh, Kazuya <laughs> coming to Smash was kind of like, oh, great. Cool. Tekken now in Smash. That was also fun. Um, one that kind of threw me though, Mario Rabbids 2. Dude, that one, like, I loved the first Mario Rabbids, played the hell out of it, and it was not easy.
0: No, we're we're talking this off air that, like, I when that game came out, it was kind of before the latest resurgence of all the XCOM style games, like, before Gears Tactics. It was kind of at the beginning of that renaissance when the re-released XCOM had kind of got everyone excited again. Yep. And I remember that coming out and going, oh, that trailer looks like crap. And then I just got my Switch. I was like, what am I going to play? I'm like, I'm in the mood for turn-based because turn-based has been one of my favorite genres since Fallout 2. Yeah. And I bought it and then I was blown away by how good an XCOM-style game Mario vs. Rabbits actually really was and a fun little story. And even yes. now to make my daughter laugh, I will still go, You know what I mean,
1: (laughs) and it was deeper than you would expect from.
0: I know the the combo mechanics were really, really good. So uh, as a strategy game, because when I saw the sequel, I I don't know why I didn't assume it would happen because that game was surprisingly (laughs) successful. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, dude, I can't believe they're doing this. This is great. So I'm I'm really excited for that game. I I cannot believe. In fact, I think I had more of a positive reaction, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. (laughs) to that sequel being announced than someone telling me that we're going to get a Marvel XCOM this year.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, because the
0: Rabbids, the Rabbids is the known quantity, right? Yeah. I've seen so many Marvel games in the last 24 months be absolute dog shit (laughs) that I'm kind of like,
1: okay, I'll believe it when I see it. What, the IP is not enough to keep you fully engaged and spend money?
0: nah it's getting <laughs> to that point where i don't know man i think future revolution which is kind of the next one well maybe Slater. we actually don't know a release date but we're assuming from the social media uh it's probably next
1: it's feeling like it's really close with the amount of stuff they're putting out on Discord yeah. and the, the communication they're having and they're gathering all of the content creators together for some big huge event that's not a thing you do it doesn't feel like a thing you do when no. your release is like eight, eight to ten months away
0: yeah, and especially because all that activity has been like out of nowhere. So I mean, it's either going to be that or Guardians of the Galaxy, which was just announced for like, not only yeah. coming out but coming out this year. So it's one yeah. of those two games is the next Marvel game. So again, like I think if I keep investing in Marvel games, it's going to be depending on like how this goes. Future Revolution, I'm going to play day one to see. Yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, I can wait. I mean, it's a single player um experience. You would think that a Guardians of the Galaxy, because there are so many great characters that you know people love them for different reasons or people have different favorites. How that is not a like, five-person co-op shooter game, I do not understand. Especially this yeah. year, Hooch. Every yeah. other game at E3 was a four-player co-op shooter, right? Everything yep. else was. The one yep. that makes the most logical sense because of the IP <laughs> and the structure of it, we're going to make it a single player through the, the lens of Star-Lord. Yeah. Because um,
1: you have what, like five five characters you can use?
0: Uh well I, I don't know if you can use them. It seems to be a squad. It does look like a squad based shooter, but it seems oh, no, more no. like
1: you would have the access to five like like if you were to make yeah. it a co-op, you can have a team of five in there. Bam, done.
0: Yeah. I mean that's absolutely it should be. Yeah. The base ones obviously you got Rocket, Groot, yep. Drax, yep. Uh, Gamora, yep. Star-Lord. So there's your five. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I did see Mantis in that trailer. Um yeah. a very different Mantis. It was the very Britishy OG kind of yeah. um representation, which I'm not against. Um yeah. I was half expecting if they were going old school. Uh you played Marvel Heroes online, rest in peace. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. All um right. do you remember the original voice for Rocket if you didn't buy yeah, the, the, br- the cinematic guy? version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was half expecting him to sound like that.
1: Well, that's yeah, because the characters, with the exception of Star Lord, felt more like their. They looked more like their comic book versions. So so yeah, and then I think the voice, the the. Well, there really was no voice for anybody for Rocket, Mm. but like when he first came out, he did sound British, and then of course Bradley Cooper came in and gave him the. You know, the, the gruff, the gruffer voice yeah. that it has now. Slightly
0: Queensy sort of accent yeah. on it. Yeah, New Yorky. Attention kinda, idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, man. So I don't know. I mean, I will say that, yeah, way more excited in that Rabbids game than I am for Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's a sad <laughs> state of affairs because they are among my favorite characters in any universe now. Yeah. But, you know, it's just that's where Marvel games are, unfortunately. They're just there. If they're not careful, man, they're going to be the, the next Warhammer. Do you know what I mean? Like that, you know, they're just selling off licenses to every man and his dog and going, go and make some pile of garbage and then, you know, paint it so it looks pretty.
1: Well, that's the problem when the oh, whoever owns the IP decides they no longer want to make video games. They would just want to shell out or give the the uh, licensing to others to make the games, right? Yeah, Disney has decided, nope, we're no longer going to st- get in the gaming industry because games are hard and they're just going to give it to everybody else games are hard don't get me wrong they're very mm-hmm. hard um but yeah and it's
0: a more diabolical market now too because the consumers are very hungry for content and if you don't yeah. give them enough content they're going to get angry and if there's any way that you're monetizing they're going to get angry if there's any sort of delays they're going to get angry if it releases on time but it appears unfinished they're going to get angry like it is pretty hard to please the market. Like you have to release an almost sort of perfect game uh, to get above an eight
1: on like a Metacritic or anything these days. That side is you wanna, just, you know. You know, actually, I can narrow that down. It's hard to please Reddit. That's uh, where a lot of this is driven from. right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, the, it's the subreddits that are lighting things on fire if there's any, if they sniff any blood in the water. They're immediately mm. jumping on it, and then it just blows up because then that gets moved to Twitch, which gets moved to uh, Twitter, which gets moved to mm. it's like it just bl- just expands from there, and everything yeah. starts. Yeah, you're like oh no, that's wrong. So yeah, this is a bad thing, right? Right? Yeah, they said it's a bad thing, and it yeah. may not be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think I've encountered one of the most toxic um, communities I've ever seen with the My Hero Academia game, like that Discord. Yeah it's poison dude like i mean i understand there's frustrations about the game and that's legitimate but it's not constructive and anyone that basically says look i agree with 90 percent of what you're saying but there's 10 percent maybe think about this it's like no go kill yourself like oh, yeah man yeah yeah we're, um
1: we're, what else made you yeah. moist at the show buddy uh i mean it's kind of funny but like mario golf i i don't know why i want an arcade mario golf version yeah uh, i want that um they had the interesting trailer for Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. Mm. Uh, no gameplay that we could see, although there was a little blurb at the bottom that said gameplay footage using the the engine that Ubisoft has for the game. But mm. it didn't look like gameplay footage. It was almost like that screenshot we were talking about from from Future Revolution, <laughs> where it's like, why is the camera over here? Why are they showing all these icons? Yeah, like, if this was actual gameplay footage, they didn't give us any indications. Well, I think that's, that's the so clever that's wording
0: is that they're not saying that that's gameplay footage. They're just telling yeah. you, "Well, this is what the game's made
1: in," but here's a trailer for yeah. uh, other things. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think it's pretty much it about like everything that I was thinking about. That's going. I mean, there was some interest, other interesting stuff uh, that came out of it, but nothing was like, "Oh my god." Um, mm. uh, the the weirdest thing was the Intellivision Amico. Uh, gaming system
0: i don't know that I, I still don't know if i understand this whole thing
1: it, okay so i don't know like old school gaming in television back in the day was a direct sure. competitor to the atari 2600 so i think what the intention of this particular product is to make gaming more accessible again to everyone very mm-hmm. similar to what the we did back in the day when it first came out. Everybody could start playing games again. Like your grandmother could play games. People that aren't familiar with games could play games. So like some of the the bullet points on this are like, when you buy this console, it comes with six games that are already preloaded and the games are gonna range from $3 to $10, right? Mm. The family friendly focus is no language, no graphic violence or blood, no sexual content. Everything is rated E or uh, 10 plus, right? Right. and then, then they have like difficulty things. I guess the gameplay is going to adapt to like how you're playing. Uh, oh, and no ads, no loot boxes, no DLC, no none of that, right? So mm. you don't have any of those things that people are frustrated with. Um, they're they're talking about are going to have a lot of different games coming out. Like they showed stuff like there's some sports games, some uh, shooter, some Space Invaders type game that you can like hop in and go. Card games. You know, all those kind of simple to pick up and play games that anybody mm. can get. But it's all about bringing the couch co-op exp- or gaming experience home, right? That's really what they want because they feel that that's where people have the most fun gaming. I disagree, mm. but <laughs> that's really what what they're focusing on. And it looks, looks weird. Um, mm. It's almost like two little janky kid cell phones are your controllers. Yeah. Um, and that's, and it's on your screen obviously, but there's a bunch of technology behind that. Like wireless controller, um, re- uh, recharging, uh, you could take your controllers to another person's house. And if you have a game that they don't, you can still play the game on their system. You know, it, it, it sounds like they're adding a lot of things to make it more, um, uh, available and more accessible to people. I'm just. I don't know if the software is going to translate that well to to doing that, to driving people to wanting to buy the system.
0: Yeah, I I think that this is a very 1980s, 1990s approach because this is made for family gaming and it's made for kids is where it's aimed at. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm the first guy to say that I think if you can make anything where loot boxes are completely gone, I'm going to support that. But everything else, like, I mean, no violence, no sex, no, you know, fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, don't we'll about find that. out. We'll find out. Because cool what's the average gamer now? Isn't the average gamer like 36 or something? There's some yeah. number out there. Like the average yeah. gamer now is like, yeah, mid-30s with a mid-30s. disposable income. is like yep. the, you know. Yep. So it doesn't... F- feel like it's aimed for us it feels like it feels like now you're gonna aim for us it. it's like look we've just built porn into it you know what i mean like that feels <laughs> like if you're gonna make the best commercial decision this year
1: that'd be where you'd go so here's the thing though you just hit on something the average gamer is in their mid-30s which mm. means they have parents that are probably in their 60s and yep. they may have if they're on the older side of that they may have kids who are you know coming into the gaming age and they don't want to expose them to potentially stuff that's on like the switch even though the nintendo switch is mostly like family friendly there's still games on there that you don't want your kids seeing like well i think nintendo
0: is pretty strict on that
1: they, uh, they they are but i think you still have bayonetta and stuff on nintendo right so,
0: uh the jiggle. Oh yeah, I suppose there's a fair bit of jiggle physics there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like when Steam opened up. I still remember like no. the day Steam opened up. Said, yeah, you can put any kind of game you want on there now. That like there is just yeah, <laughs> every everything is like hentai, and yeah. then sometimes I have to question myself too because it's just like games you might like. I'm like what are you trying to say here, right? (laughs) And the thing is, like, I actually, I don't even look for games like that. Like, you know, they get it right a lot of the time. It's like, here's a turn-based co-op. Here is a strategy game. Here's an RTS. Here's a whatever. Um, And then, yeah, then it's all the waifu simulator 2021.
1: (laughs) Here's a tentacle porn anime. Hentai. Like, wait, no, what? I didn't want this. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens when I
0: hang around with Hebrew too much that basically even my feeds are corrupted by his uh, anime hentai perviness there you go yeah it. that's it um so yeah avatar Frontiers is a pandora you mentioned um so I, it's gonna be pretty hard to make me care about an avatar game but if it looks let's uh, even half as good as that trailer does for an environment yeah. i will probably spend hours just walking around that world with my <laughs> mouth open going it's so pretty you know it's gorgeous all killing all the animals yeah i think i said to you the winner at e3 was basically in all these trailers the environment rendering
1: dude it's so
0: pretty like trees and plants they just it's like someone had a convention for all devs and went this is what we're going to get right in 2021 is realistic uh is it fauna i can't remember now is it flora or fauna flora
1: flora and fauna both
0: yeah because that's the trees and the the and animals. animals do look pretty dope i will say yeah. so that looks good but i mean the gameplay is gonna have interesting i do hope it's like i think my dream for it would be that it's a single player campaign and like you're gonna do chapter one the blue people chapter two <laughs> you're in a mech as a human now you know and then yeah. bouncing between the two like i'd really yeah.
1: love that man yeah i'm gonna i'm so, gonna yeah. pull the hebrew on this one and be like they've done environments but have they fixed hair yet oh, well that's the a hair point The hair on the trailer looked pretty good, right? On the Na'vi? Yeah, it did. I mean, is it hair or is it like their
0: genitals? I actually don't know when it comes to the (laughs) Na'vi. Do you know what I mean? Like the way that they dock with each other. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, again, they had like pretty good hair physics from the trailer. And it's a world that I kind of instantly fell in love with when I watched the trailer. You were there with me when I watched it. It was Redfall from uh, the guys that made Prey, which was a real sleeper hit that year. I swear to God, more people should play Prey then have played Prey.
1: Did you finish including it, including me? No, I didn't you even play Pray. Yeah, I know. I, you know what? I think I probably have it like on one of the streaming services. The services that I have. I'm Prey sure. I'm
0: sure you, you do. I'm yeah. sure you do. It is a really, <laughs> really good game. And um, like, I mean, you can kind of. You probably won't be surprised by the quote-unquote twist, but I mean, the <laughs> gameplay is fun. Everything about it, the world, the vibe. It's it's just you know. It's that sort of half-life-y, X-Files-y sort of vibe as you're playing through it. Um, but is it scary? It can be, but not, not- the kind of scary that you don't like. Oh, right. Okay. It's more it's more tense and suspenseful. Like the way that I think horror is done best, not the whole let's just splash someone's intestines in front of you R E style. So See,
1: I, I'm less I'm less worried about the gore aspect of things. It's that suspense, that that tension That comes in with a lot of games that that's the part where I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. So yeah, um, Redfall, uh, I love the vibe of this. So it looks like it's a four-person co-op shooter that I hope to God has a single story campaign. Because the world they're setting up just looks amazing to me. So it looks very um, Hellboy in the sense of like Hellboy when he has that team of like uh, supernatural superheroes that are there to take down supernatural threats. That's the vibe I'm taking away from that trailer and I'm all about it, right? We haven't had something like that really for quite a while. No. No. Yeah. No. So so that with kind of a Constantini vibe that like we're going to take down the enemy demons and vampires and supernatural threat with guns and magic and superhero abilities of our own. It's it's a world that was everywhere for a while and then kind of disappeared and now it's kind of coming back. This very Sort of futuristic Lovecraftian kind of worlds. And yeah, yeah, we need it, dude. So yeah, the fact that it's, it looks that good, uh, again, no gameplay. I have no idea no. if it actually is <laughs> anything beyond a four person co op shooter. Mm-hmm. But I think I more love the vibe of that than Back for Blood. I think Back for Blood is, is going to be a slick combat experience, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to see the story more from this. And I hope from, it's yeah. in there. I hope it's not just like, I hope it gives me Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2's multiplayer was okay, but it's single player story experience was one of the most surprising things that I had that year. It was really, really good. And I cared more about an inanimate mech than any other, (laughs) you know, uh, robot I've ever cared about. It was really, really good. That you, so, you mentioned yeah.
1: something you mentioned something earlier that was interesting. You said like a, the Constantine like game. Like, why don't we just get a Constantine game? Fuck, man,
0: that or like just flat out X Files or Fringe or anything in that kind of ballpark. Yeah. But I
1: have to say, if I had to pick one, it'd definitely be Constantine. Dude, a Constant dude when you're just you're diving into the occult and all like all the possibilities that you have with yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. I, I guess because he's not really an actiony character, but I mean, just give that, us Constantine. In an LA noir skin, yeah, yeah, right. I don't want. How to be, good would it that be? Always
1: have to be action, but like yeah. sometimes just the figuring out of a mystery mm. is enough. And that character and and, exp- and being a part of that character is is what really drives you to keep playing the game. Some characters mm. just they're not fighters, but you can have some action in it.
0: Oh, for but sure. The, and like I said, yeah. if press X to doubt, press X to exercise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'd be really good. I would, I would really like to see that. Um, right. Outer Worlds 2, they showed nothing on it, but the fact that yeah. that exists, I love it. Did you play Outer Worlds, the Obsidian I, RPG?
1: Dude, I played it for a little bit, and then I think something grab else you? came up. It, no, it, it was like... So there, the way my gaming goes sometimes is that if a big game comes out, I'll try it and I'll play it, but then something else will come in, and then I won't ever go back to that game, which is exactly what happened mm. with Horizon Zero Dawn. I bought oh, my yeah. PS4 Pro for Horizon Zero Dawn, but then Zelda came out. Yeah, <laughs> and I never went back to Horizon until later, earlier or later last year, where I finally beat the single player the 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 campaign because you know Forbidden West is coming out this year. So yeah,
0: and I think it it is your single player uh, non games of service games that always are the ones to get dropped because you're just like. Yeah it's only really going to get better not worse this experience because if there yep. is any optimization issues they'll patch it in over time. Yep. And um you know it, it can't get worse. There's no time requirement to i have to play it now whereas Exactly. live service games and you want to be end game current and you know, play with your friends, you have to get in there sort of first week. So Yep. Ghost of Tsushima yeah.
1: fell into that category for me. I still yeah. haven't I mean, finished that game. Because
0: Obsidian Obsidian are kind of the marvel of gaming for me, that they get a lot of passes just because of who they are. Because Obsidian yeah. brought me you know, the original Fallout series, which is still one of my yeah. favorite of all time. So um, Outer Worlds 2, I loved Outer Worlds. Um, I'm still waiting for that next X-Pack to drop shortly, and then waiting for a bundle on Game Pass so I can buy all of it. It's the only <laughs> thing that sucks about their Game Pass. You don't get all the DLC stuff, but... I mean, I'm more than happy to spend money on that game. So. Well, you get
1: the base game, though.
0: So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I played that for next to nothing, so no yeah, problems at all yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Dying Light 2 is on its way. Plague Tale Requiem had a nice trailer. Um, it's obviously a survival horror sequel to the original uh, Plague Tale. I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll be fine. Starfield at the Bethesda, we had minimal info, but will be massive. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2... Uh, it very much seems like they haven't changed the engine. It feels like no. we're going straight back to same world, which is not a bad thing.
1: No, yeah. I mean maybe some slight, slight tweaks to once you learn the engine a little bit better, you get some slight tweaks to like graphic stuff to make it look a little mm. look a little better, run a little smoother or something. Um, but mostly, what you're going to see is you know mechanics changes and in, in new things to it, new enemies, new stories, that kind of thing. I don't I don't think with the way it looked, it was still very much the Breath of the Wild uh, Hyrule Warriors engine. Yeah. So, look, I'm sure
0: that'll be a massive success for them. Um, I still need to go back and finish the original Breath of the Wild. That's one of those <laughs> games that's so daunting with no like real overt story reason to play it. Like A lot of the little yeah. stories in there are really that sort of kitschy JRPG-ish kind of you know, find me food and I'll cook it for you type quests, which seems to be <laughs> just what those games are.
1: You're, you're trying to beat Calamity Ganon. That's that's the, like, you could literally mm. come off the tutorial platform and go fight the main boss if you're good enough.
0: Yeah, well, I won't be, but I'm going to try it. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, other than that, there was a lot of, like, uh, DLC and add-on things. So, Resident Evil Village is going to get some DLC. Uh, yep. You had Sea of Thieves is getting Captain Jack Sparrow, which is a really cool idea. Um I- I hope it's really random encounter stuff. Like, you're just out on the sea and then randomly, like, you know, uh, he whips past you on his ship or, you know... Um, uh, who's the other guy? Oh, Davy Jones? Davy Jones, like, comes yeah. out and, like, summons a Kraken or something. That sort of random world encounter in that open world game
1: would be great. It um, looked like it was heavily story-driven from the trailer. though. Like, you're going to be doing quests and things for... Uh w- or with Jack, and then Davy mm. Jones comes up as a as an adversarial. I don't know. I haven't played Sea of Thieves, so I don't know how their narrative stuff works if they have any. Mm. I'm pretty sure they do because you have quest based stuff. Uh what was it? Somebody had the formula where it was like, you know, prepare the crew, prepare the ship, and then in the center it was like all these hijinks and things that ensue, and then the end was finish the quest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I
0: mean, it could be because a lot of those are, are like that in these big sort of AAA games where they just have like a little event like your Fortnite that once you're done, then it's just back to the same old game that you were playing previously. Which is not necessarily oh. a bad thing, but yeah. Um, see things uh, always look interesting, but it seems like griefing uh, was pretty high yeah. in the sense that like uh, people on the ship, if they were friends, they could elect to just throw you in the brig for the whole time you're on the ship and there's not really oh much you could God. do about it. I don't know if they changed that, but I remember on launch, there was a lot of issues with shenanigans like that.
1: shenanigans always the shenanigans
0: i know uh far cry 6 we get a little bit more info about that that's coming out in a couple of months um i mean you and i are probably gonna play that just because we're getting it under
1: the ubisoft uh subscription yeah that's true yeah although i don't know i have a bunch of other far cry games under the ubisoft subscription i haven't played
0: (laughs) yeah i do want to go back and finish five i was really enjoying it and then i think where was i playing five no i changed pcs and then i just Mm. lost my save progress if i can get Mm. that save progress back i think I would 100% go back to it, like, very soon. But, yeah, starting doesn't over. Ubisoft,
1: doesn't Ubisoft uses cloud saving now, though, right? So
0: Now, um, yes, but I don't think they were then. Like, this is way done. before that pass existed. But I think yeah. you're right, it did. Um, but, like, the local save files are elsewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Now, we have to to talk about this because uh, Hebrew would be uh, completely erect over this news if he was here. And that is Pokemon Unite. Uh, They basically (laughs) announced that the Switch version is coming out next month. And then it goes fully live on mobile around the world in three months' time. I think it was September, right?
1: Yeah. And that's the MOBA, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. Well... yeah, the trailer looks heavy MOBA, but there's this whole like soccer, basketball y type component that I still don't understand yet.
1: Yeah, I, I again, not being a huge fan of, of Pokemon, I, I kind of didn't really pay a lot of attention to this announcement other than the fact that, was like, oh, they're making a MOBA for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to go. Like, a MOBA for Pokemon actually does make sense because right there down. are so many different characters you can use. Yep. it It's. And they all have different attacks. They can, and then you can like level up. And you can evolve. You can do. There's so it's just like it's right there. Why not?
0: Yeah, and the, the individual personalities like leans to classes as well. Like seeing it, yeah. seeing the way they had Mister Mime in there, like basically when you saw the enemy go down into a, a narrow hallway, that he threw up a barrier so they couldn't move, and your team could <laughs> just wreck them. Like nice. it, it really does make a, a massive amount of sense to just have a moba and. Um, if it was just like a flat Pokemon MOBA, I think I'm going to love it. The mm. thing that's weird to me is like, what is this new mechanic that they're trying to do to differentiate themselves? Yeah. It seems to be that they're trying to force you to not necessarily spend the whole time just battling. It wants you to sort of pull you away towards an objective. And the games that have done that, like Heroes of the Storm, it can be fun for a while, but it's really the combat and the skill and getting those big moments where you dodged at the right time, baited someone in, you're near death, you killed a second guy, then a third guy. Like they're the moments and the reasons that you play MOBA is to have those stories of battle. Whereas, you know, the ones that really try and stray and do more of the objective driven, it's a nice change for like an event mode, but permanently, I just don't know if it it pans out. So we'll have to wait and see what the actual game looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm optimistic, I love Pokemon. I'm buying it day one in this household <laughs> and it's, it's looking very like now that my wife's starting to get more into gaming as well, that we're going to end up with a second switch when the pro announces. So oh. I'll, I'll be taking that one up here and then she can have the uh, the other one downstairs.
1: Oh yeah. I'm definitely getting that when it comes out, which would be my yeah. third switch technically. Yeah.
0: We well, you got your family playing yours. So the, I think they well, confirmed it's going to be OLED now too, which is pretty cool. Oh,
1: well, no, 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 no. Uh, my third for me personally all oh, right, one right. where the battery expanded and then uh. I did it outside of warranty so I had to replace it which is the one I have now so then when the, the pro comes out I'm going to get that one what I'll probably do with this one is give it to my youngest son because he only mm-hmm. has a switch light right now so right. I'll give him my old switch because my other son has an actual full switch so mm-hmm. everybody will have a switch nice like the Oprah of that household yeah you'll, you'll get, get a switch. switch you'll get a yeah. switch
0: yeah. I meant something very different in schools in the uh, 1950s. you get a switch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, or when your parents told you to go out and get one of your own, and you had to choose. Oh, yeah. Go a on, small, pick what I'm going to beat you with. Yeah. yeah Kids exactly. today
0: don't understand, man. Nope. When you see that belt nope. coming out? Oh.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to go outside and pick the switch because there was a decision. Do I get the one that they can't swing that could just break me in half because it's a big freaking log? I yeah, I really swear thick? that, like... Kids of my generation, probably
0: the last, but certainly before that, I think had a much better understanding of physics because just like, what of these devices has the most like capacity to build kinetic energy before it hits me, right? Yeah. 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 Good point. And
1: or, the, or, or is heavy enough to wear them out faster, right? Because you, you also have to take into account the person swinging. Right. It's it's got to be big enough so they can't swing it a lot, but not too big where it hurts you, but then not yeah. small enough where they can win. Yeah, so just coming it's with like a, a terrible, terrible forty thing.
0: pound club going. Go do you worth? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, exactly. Can I can I make them have a heart attack before they strike me?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about from the from the big show? Uh, for me, no. I think that covers everything. We went about we do went over Microsoft. We went over. The Back for Blood stuff, Pokemon, mm. Far Cry. Yeah, I think we got
0: everything. What about you? Uh, probably the closing statement going to be this, is that like it was a little bit comparatively underwhelming. I think more so because everything got delayed from last year to this year. And this was going to be the conference where it's like, okay, we may not get the games in 2021, but you're certainly going to see these big set pieces that are going to make you so excited for what comes next right yeah um but it didn't happen which means a lot of these bigger titles like fable and you know a lot of the other big studio releases that are much hyped means they're nowhere near ready which means we're probably looking at late 2022 best case scenario early 2023 uh or i'm reading too much into it maybe e3 just has lost that last little bit of relevance that it was kind of clinging on to um in 2019 i don't know
1: yeah, I, I think it might be a mixture of the two, but I'm I'm leaning more to, you know, developers are going heads down for a lot of these things. When you're, I, I talked about it earlier, when you're trying to focus and hit that final stretch to, to you know, basically to avoid crunch, but to, to hit your release date, you don't have time to create an E3 demo, especially one that's only going to be seen virtually. People aren't going to be able to get their hands on it. So I think given the fact that You know, obviously the pandemic thing, but also the fact that this E3 just was only 100% virtual. So Mm. a lot of companies are probably like, there's no real point. Anything we have, plus you have social media, right? Where it used to be in the past, E3 was the thing you did to get your product, get your game, Mm. you know, shown to everybody. You don't need that anymore. You got Reddit, you got Twitter, you got all sorts of other stuff out there. Where you can just say, hey guys, we put out a trailer. Here's the game that's coming out. And that'll blow up faster than E3. E3's a once in a, a year thing. So yeah. You no longer need that trade show validation. Where you can generate that on your own. And even then control the narrative. And not get spun, you know, spun underneath or swept mm-hmm. underneath the rug. With somebody else who comes in swinging a bigger dong. You know, on something where they're like, oh yeah. Hey, we dropped our trailer. And then somebody else goes, oh yes, well here's you know avatar produce of pandora like wait what no yeah we, we have another game that's like that
0: <laughs> yeah because it definitely seems like i think microsoft nintendo then probably ubisoft definitely the top three i think everyone else kind of had a pretty average showing um mainly with teasers but yeah microsoft just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else this year
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: nintendo yeah. was pretty good though um no metroid 4 announcement which i think we get i guess we wanted but if it all goes the way I guess it looks like it's going to with all the games that were slated for late 2020 or even 2021 release that now we haven't seen updates for at the mid-year. Not necessarily E3, but just by now. Like if we haven't yeah. seen those big announcements, it's probably not coming this year. If everything starts coming out in 2022, we, mentioned, we alluded to this earlier, it's got the potential to be the most oversaturated gaming release year
1: we've probably ever seen. Yeah. So you have to you have to couple the the fact that you might miss 2021 with mm. the idea of like how much money more money are we going to be spending developing this thing if we push it into 2022 2023 kind of thing. Um, that can take quite a bit of sting out of you know, pushing the release date. They'd be like, no, 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 we're not moving it because this is too much money we're spending. You got to recoup those costs, right? Mm. Uh, And if you're not going to do that, then, you know, maybe it's better to just release the game. I I still think that not seeing anything coming out of some of these bigger games at this E3 doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, so far behind that they had nothing to show. Uh, it, It, I mean, it really, it absolutely could. But I'd like to hopefully think that it's the opposite, where it's like they Mm -hmm. were close. They want to focus on it and not worrying about setting everything else up that they have to do to show off whatever it is that everybody knows is coming anyway. Mm -hmm. Except for the fact that nobody knows about Metroid Prime or some of these other games that, like, there's rumors, but we're not seeing anything. But even then, those games wouldn't be slated to release this year anyway.
0: Yeah, well, that and then the Switch Pro, I guess, were the big league, Nintendo leaks that yeah. we expected to see there, and they just weren't. So, they were, yeah, um, you're right because we are seeing more people tactically have their own events. That's why I was surprised Nintendo yep. went so hard during the E3 window. Like I thought they'd wait like a month and then just bury everyone's memory of E3 with what they announced. But yeah, you know they 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 got on board. I obviously saw there was no real Sony showing because they're saving themselves for PlayStation Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Blizzard, though, I mean, they announced, obviously, Diablo 2 and showed a bit more of that. Great. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're all looking forward to that reboot um, but or remake. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, they canceled BlizzCon for this year. So, like, there's not that many big expos we know are going to go ahead this year at the moment because a lot of the European ones aren't going to happen because Europe's yeah. more in lockdown than you guys are. Yeah. I, uh, I was really surprised that we didn't see more companies come out for this one. And at least give you, say, you know here's a hint of information now start following us on the socials because the big things are coming so yeah. i don't know what to yeah. think i i think it is going to be a quiet uh we're well not quiet back end because there are a few big games coming out like back for blood and things yeah. that we're really hungry for yeah um uh, a couple that were announced during here uh i think nintendo probably has the most releases between now and the end of the year uh of yeah, like high cool. high anticipation levels yeah ubisoft's got a couple too now actually yeah so well don't
1: yeah. also don't forget like microsoft they're having or they're having like in a there was no steam sorry that's having an event of of demos and stuff but even then microsoft mm. like everything that's coming out from them is going to be on uh game pass like day one so they were See, you don't have to market
0: that. that it's just like you know you can just basically add it to game pass and get instant wins you know yeah. so yeah 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 all right let's get some shout outs for our patrons the people that keep this podcast running every single week uh so to our supporters here's first to ox5 uh batbot captain uh jeepus goat lunchbox alan k steve dave cory f x23 thank you to all of you to the fanboys mad dog dudge wreck commander hansen unhinged flexipotamus matt bloody to simon l incorrect user rockstar dan1387 snorlax hunter 64 JJ Orbitz, Curtis the Greek, Swain Hammer 13, and Jamie. Real Elise, To Be Viking, Metalhead, Lili, Zateotech uh, Chief, LFC Avenger, Tick, Matches Malone, Lucky Matty, Tori, PMAC32, Masamune, Farm Geek, Duckman, uh, Della, Azrael85, Roku, and Drew Tang joined the crew this week. He and I have been going head to head in uh, My Hero Academia, trying to battle for that top spot. So it's getting to a point now where our competitive spirit is now pushing us so far ahead of the number three, number four slot. It's actually getting a bit nuts. So uh, <laughs> thanks for pushing us there, Drew, and thanks for joining the crew. To our dedicated tier, to Nightside Abyssarium, Captain Hammer, djb three zero six, Hobbs Tuggernuts, Andrew G, Domino, Paul Park, B God three one six, Kravino, Mookie, Grimnos, Justin Beard, Give uh, Me Scotch, and Del Runnin, and of course to the Multiverse Masters uh agent zero honeycomb silver wolf bronzy jedi matroza slim neil wybird wiley jackie 246 lord keen the quixotic one himself uh moon judas 95 spark zulu uh dragus what have i got here kane creative name kelmar little scrappy do namsia bearded rooster blaf 06 and last but definitely not least k-man 216 thank you to every single one of you we know that in not quite 12 months, we've gone through so many different iterations and styles and we're starting to really get into, uh, you know, close to what we want to be the finished product for the permanency of the pod. So thank you to all of you sticking with us and giving us the feedback on how to evolve that show. So um, plus that little community behind closed doors on the Patreon discord is always a hell of a lot of fun. So, Oh, yeah absolutely excellent all right so make sure you hit the youtube we're actually publishing things up there now we've got uh, one video up for marvel future revolution my wife and i did a pokemon card opening last night for the new chilling rain set which was a lot of fun and uh hooch heber and i are catching up tomorrow to film some my hero academia uh the game uh, basically a bit of a state of the game if you will trying to talk about uh how it is from a free-to-play perspective versus a me perspective and then uh what's the last thing we're doing tomorrow there's something else we got on the books. Loki. Oh, yeah. Loki. I got to watch that episode today. Yeah. Yeah. First episode yep. was good. I can't wait to see the second one because oh, I've heard. The second one was really good. Really good things. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, look, folks, if you do like what you've heard today, make sure you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you hit the YouTube at Alternate Reality. And also, if you want to support the show, head to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash ANR Pod. And the Discord is discord.me forward slash a n r that is going to do it thank you very much hooch not a problem good time i've been Chewbacca 84 and we'll catch you guys on the next one cheers